Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. So if you would join me, join with me in your Bible or the Pew Bible in front of you, our text today is the very first part of John's Gospel. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Let's hear now the reading of the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things that came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and full of truth. My friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? O Lord, as this day dawned, As we came into this holy place, having made our journey to Bethlehem in our mind's eye, we realize that the rising of the sun, that this day is different than all the other days in our lives. That this day, we have been irrevocably changed by the birth of your Son, our Savior. Some 2,000 years ago, we remember in our mind what this day is all about and what makes it special. That when the world was in darkness, you punched through and spread light to chase the darkness to the corners and the darkness no longer ruled the day. So as we think about that, O Lord, let us bask in the light of this new day and let us leave this place as bearers of that light to a world that so desperately needs it. All this we ask in your Son's holy name. Amen. So in a period of 28 years, in a 28-year cycle, Christmas Day and Sunday coincide four times. Starting off that cycle, it's 11 years, and then it's six years later, and then five years after that, and then six years after that. 
a day just like today. I mean, the next time this day will happen is in 2033, 11 years from now. So take a moment. Take a moment and look around the sanctuary. Those of you online, look around your homes. Think about this moment. Where will we be in 11 years? What will have transpired in our lives 11 years from now? Cherish this moment. See, it's extra special to me that we are able to be together in God's house a second time within the same week to celebrate his birth. Last night, Saturday, we did it. Today, we're here again on Sunday doing the same. It's a chance for us to realize what Randy Travis memorialized in one of his songs. He had the birthday. We got the gift. I mean, think about that. What John writes in his gospel, these 14 verses, we begin to realize the magnificence and the magnitude of the gift that we and the whole world have received. This birth of the Christ child is something that we hold dear in our hearts and it should light every day of our lives. But for us to really understand the magnitude, the true depth of this gift, maybe we need to look deeper into this light, to stare into it and try to figure out exactly what this gift means for us and what we can do with it. In 1865, William Dix penned the first lyrics to the hymn, What Child Is This? In doing so, he was trying to answer the question, what does this day mean for us as followers of the risen Christ? And so that first verse of this hymn, it beckons us to call, well, whose child is this? Who, what child is this in a feed trough? where angels and shepherds, they sing about and watch over him. Think about that for a minute. Angels and shepherds singing about and watching over a babe in a manger. But in the second stanza, we have to think about the juxtaposition of the simple, the simplicity of this birth, being born in a stable and yet having a higher purpose to be king of kings. Might the whole juxtaposition be so that we, whether we're rich or poor, saint or sinner, Jew or Greek, slave or free, that we realize that we can come and approach the manger and that we will be received. That we will be blessed. And as this dawning realization anchors in our souls, it becomes apparent what we learn in verse 3, that it tells us what we must do whether peasant, king, rich or poor, or somewhere in between, that we need to come and worship him. Because he is the king of kings that salvation brings. So maybe for us to really ponder what the magnitude of today is about, maybe we need to really sing that hymn and think about this gift that we have received and why he is truly a gift to us. So let us stand and sing hymn number 219.
But even as we begin to understand that we need to proclaim him king of kings, whose salvation brings, we also need to realize the impact of his birth upon our lives. That it's a deeply personal gift for you, for me, as individuals. We can think about the world as a whole, and it's a beautiful image, but when we have to get down to the brass tacks of it all, that it's for you and for me. In 1925, Edith Reed took the Polish carol and translated it to English for the first time, Infant Holy, Infant Lowly. What we begin to understand in this is that it personalizes the night of Christ's birth and makes us realize that that birth was, yes, for the whole world, but for me and for you. And so in the simplicity of the night, we begin to realize that the cattle, much like the rest of the world, were not really aware of the spectacular event that was happening in their midst, in their barn. All they knew is that there were interlopers. There were humans in their space. That is until the angels disturbed the peace. And with all of their singing and all their ringing, declared that this child was Lord of all. But the story quickly moves from this heavenly plane down to the earthly plane. When the shepherds come and they see the glory, they hear the story, and they couldn't contain it. And so they go out and they greet the morning, and today they say, Christ is born for you. They wanted everyone to know what had happened. They said, it's deeply personal. It's not just about us. It's not just about, it's for you. And so as we stand now and sing hymn number 229, what I hope you'll do as you sing is don't just sing the words, but listen to them as they come out of your mouth and think about what they mean in here for you, for me. Let us stand and sing.
Christ the babe was born for you. So as we realize that on a collective level, as the shepherds are telling the world, but also on a personal level, we begin to realize the joy that those shepherds had. Christ the babe was born for you. They couldn't contain it. In 1855, John Neal's translates a 14th century Latin carol, Good Christian Friends Rejoice. And it speaks to what was happening in the very hearts of the shepherds. In verse 1, it's the narrative of the birth story repeated once again, in case we weren't aware of the story. And it's news, news, Christ is born today. But then we get to verse 2. We begin to realize that heaven has come to earth and forevermore that we have been forever blessed. That's why Christ has been born. But verse 3 calls us one and calls us all. It's almost a mission story for us as Christians. Christ has called us one, called us all to everlasting life because he was born to save, and that, my brothers and sisters, is the news that we are called to share. So good Christian friends, let us stand and rejoice and sing hymn number 224 together. to, we have heard, we have sung different carols. Friends, these are not just songs to make us happy. These are not just tunes with lyrics that are sweet and wonderful. 
they are living, breathing sermons. And when we sing them, we are singing and preaching them at a level of our souls that we maybe not even be aware of. But they remind us of why we are here. They remind us of what we know. They remind us of what has happened in Bethlehem and that we are called, that news, news, Christ was born today. He had the birthday. But make no mistake about it, friends. We got the gift. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast for Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you will consider joining us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. Blessings. Blessings.